The zoo of danger is now closed. Please head to the nearest exits. Thank you. Welcome back to the Danger Zoo. I am Coyote, here with Baby Bird. Ah! Adequate Alpaca. Hey. Condescending Cobra. Hi. And Grumpy Gorilla. Booga booga. Today's topic is close calls. Close calls with death. Close calls with being arrested. Close calls with sneaking out at night. What? And the third kind. What's the third kind? Aliens. Baby Bird will not be talking this podcast. Ah! Anybody here have a close call? Found one, did you? I did. So today, a couple of hours ago, in fact, I was sitting there playing my video game, and I realized that I needed to take a shit. So I got up, and I started walking out to go take a shit. And it was a close call. The entire way to the bathroom. That's it. I almost shit my pants today. Has anyone else ever almost shit their pants? No, but like six years ago, I actually shit my pants. It was a fart. I mean, I've actually shit my pants, like, at least, confirmed at least twice in the last couple of years, but... You know, close calls are more interesting and more exciting. Being where we're at, where we work, the amount of people that use one bathroom, I nearly shit my pants almost every fucking day. Where we sleep, they're all taken, and I'm like, I'm just going to shit in my hand and then wash it. I think you need to be a little bit more regular. That's fucking regular. No, I mean, regular is in you should have a time where you poop and fit it in. Everyone has that same morning fucking schedule, like the morning shit. The morning shit is the most satisfying shit of the day. It's you, how you start your day. You have to have a morning shit. Cup of coffee, morning shit. Piece of toast, morning shit. Sex, morning shit. Are you only having sex in the morning? One. Two. I don't have morning shits. Do you shower after you shit? Or are you just walking around with a shitty ass all day? <laughs> One, scientific studies do show that your testosterone levels are a lot higher in the morning. So sex is actually better in the morning. Dude, no. I don't walk around with a shitty asshole all fucking day. If I had a bidet here, I'd use the fuck out of that. And I'd use that as my water fountain, too. I would just like to go on the record and say he did not technically answer the question, does he shower in the morning after he shits? One, I didn't say sex in the morning wasn't good. I said, do you only have sex in the morning? Two, answer the fucking question. Yes, I shower my asshole. And... No, I don't only have sex in the morning. Shower your asshole. Just the asshole. Nothing else? You just in there with your booty cheeks? Just put it there. Just, just need a little rinse going on? We don't have bidets here, man. Say no Singaporean five-star hotel. You can absolutely get a bidet installed. We could get a bidet and hook it up to that thing. Now you just turn it on and leave it on. And then once you hit the bidet button, it'll turn on or off. Does anybody else have a close call that doesn't involve their sphincter? It kind of does involve my sphincter, actually, because it got tight when this happened. Go on. The last time I was in Hawaii, I decided to rent a car, and Hawaii isn't known for their education, so there are a lot of dumb motherfuckers around. And there was a <laughs> there was a <laughs> there was a yield sign, and this shithead slammed on his brakes because a car crested a hill that was like a quarter mile away, and I thought he went. And then as soon as I turned my head, I saw his ass end come up, like his car, not his actual ass, but his car's ass end come up, and I slammed on my brakes. And I looked in the rear view, and the guy behind me slammed his brakes. So we all almost got into a three-car wreck. Don't take your eyes off the road, kids. That's what I'm getting out of this one. Absolutely. And if you keep your eyes on the road too hard, you slam your brakes at a yield sign for a car that's nowhere near you. It's a grumpy gorilla. I have three that I can remember. So I'll start with one. So this is when uh, I was living in San Diego and uh, I was going onto the freeway. And as soon as I get onto the freeway, I just see this car like go from the fast lane and cross over four lanes and then hit the uh, 
like the ditch on the right side or the uh, fuck, what do you call those things on the side? No, on the side. The railing? Wall? Whatever the fuck it was. So this dude's car like did like a fucking like kickflip like <laughs> in midair and I was like, holy shit. And it like literally landed like probably like 30 feet in front of my car and I just, I just slammed on the brakes. So this car is upside down. My ex was in the car with me. And then like instinctively I was like gonna run. I was, I literally got out the car and I was about to run there and try to pull the guy out. Right. And then my ex was like, don't, don't fucking go there. The car's going to fucking blow up. It's on fire. So I, I like run halfway. I said, fuck that shit. I'm, I run halfway. And then the dude crawls out. And then sure enough, like that shit fucking explodes. It, and it's like, just like a fucking blazing fire. And the dude's legs like caught fire and stuff. So it's like, had I had gone there and helped him, I probably would have been in that explosion. Did you feel the heat of the fire? I literally felt the force of that heat. That's how close we were. Like, it was just like the timing, like right when I got onto the freeway, it like it happened. And then just it, like, it was so fast, like probably like two minutes stops. Like it all happened. I've been in a lot of car accidents, like so many flipping my friend's T-Bird to crashes with the Danger Ranger. But I think one of the earliest close calls I can remember was when I lived in North Carolina and I was outside playing with a baby bear cub, just playing with it. It was tiny. It was as big as I was. And then all of a sudden, my old man picked me up and just started running back to the trailer. I look back and Mama Bear just comes running out the fucking woods. I've never seen that man run that fast in my life, even from snakes. And he's scared shitless of snakes. One of my close calls is I was in Chicago. Me and my friend had never been to a strip club, so we decided to go. We stayed very late, about two o'clock in the morning, you know, had to get to work the next morning and everything. So well past when we should have been out. Uh, so we tried to catch a cab, no cabs. So we start walking. Uh, so we walk past several buildings, a couple bars, and a man gets actually thrown out of a bar. Bright neon orange shirt. I'll never forget that. Uh, and he sees us and he's like, oh, you guys are our friends. Ah! And he just starts walking and talking with us like he's known us forever. And then uh, about a block or two up the street, he stops and he grabs us and he's like, hey, hey, hey. And he puts us like against the wall, kind of like the shadow area. And there was like a couple people walking behind us and he lets them go. And they get up about half a block and six people converge on these people and literally beat the shit out of them. And that dude just dipped. I never didn't even know where he went. Little guardian angel dude. And yeah. Last time you told this story, you didn't call him a little guardian angel. What did you call him? Maybe guardian Mexican. You know, little patrol out there in the orange shirts. Any other close calls you guys have? My wife almost caught me masturbating once. Twice? Once or twice? Maybe more than that. I try to squeeze one out as often as I can. I just, I just do it better than she does. I forget what it's called. What's the thing where you start masturbating and then you call for your mom and you try to hurry up and finish before she gets there? Wrong! That is wrong! I, I was going to say I knew what you were talking about, but then it went in a completely different direction. What did you think I was talking about? Well, you started out by saying, what's that thing where you start masturbating and then you'll... And then if you... If you know, you know. Well, this is an educational podcast, so if they don't know, you should tell them. It's called edging, kids. It's where you start masturbating, and then you get to the point where you're about to finish, and then you stop, sometimes quite aggressively, so that you can calm down and then start again. And depending on how good you are at it, you can do this for several hours. I'm going to backtrack to the point where I said this was an educational podcast, but I didn't say it was educational to kids when you referred to kids on that one. Let me just say, when you said, you know when you start masturbating and then you call for your mom? At that point, I was like, what the fuck are we talking about right now? My last job, people would do that when their watch relief was late. The moment you were late, they, were, they would start to try and finish before you showed up for your watch. 
For the record, I'm well aware that this is not a podcast for children. However, I'm sure there's one or two little tykes running around like me when I was a kid who liked content that was way too inappropriate for them at that age. So to those little bastards who are going to grow up to be much larger bastards, I salute you. And remember, it's called edging. Keep your eyes on the road. But do not do it while you're driving. So back to the mother thing about calling her while you're masturbating. Wouldn't that be more so called an exhibitionist? Let's be clear here. You're not calling her while you're masturbating. You call her at the end or as you're about to climax, you're supposed to call your mother. Negative. You call her, then you start. It's off to the races. Yeah, so you're trying to finish as fast as you can, basically. Yeah, I would more so say that's an like exhibitionist. That's a category, right? That is a category. You're shaking your head at me like it's not. Exhibitionist is definitely a fucking category. Exhibitionist is a category. It's not exhibitionist because you're not wanting to be watched. You're trying to get the thrill of not being caught doing it. Exhibitionists like to be watched. Would you start with a boner or do you have to get erect first? I think that's house rules. Fair. I played that game with my dad one time and, uh, you know, he never showed up. <laughs> Man's been masturbating for 32 years. <laughs> That's some hardcore edging. So what, what is that category then? We need to figure that out. It's going to bug the shit out. Of there is a term for it, which I cannot look up currently at this time, but I will find out and I will let you know. However, there is another close call that I'm reminded of because I was just thinking about watching a movie. Do you have any close calls about movies, Alpaca? Yes. When I was still in my youth, I uh, decided I was going to go watch a movie. So I went... Down to a movie theater down in Aurora and bought a ticket for Batman. <laughs> I went to a theater and then about, you know, a good halfway into it, all the fire alarms went off and people were screaming. And I was like, damn it, they ruined my movie. And I had to leave and I never got comp for a ticket. <laughs> I don't, I don't mean for you to sound insensitive. And I thought you were going to be like, yeah, and then that horrible thing happened. But then you said you didn't get comped for a fucking ticket. I just want to say, so in this instance, you were in the building, but not the theater that was shot up. So does this qualify as a close call? Or, you know what I'm saying? I think we should put that one to a vote. I vote, yes, that is a close call. Grubba Gorilla says close call. I think we need one more detail before I decide. Just to add a little bit more detail. So during this, there was multiple theaters. My theater was right next to that theater. So it was just the odds of, uh, I guess, left or right that would have made that decision. So I, I think it's pretty close. So this is kind of my point, right? The law of probabilities would state that there was a chance that he walked into your theater, but we're not talking about the theoretical close call, right? We're talking about the actual close call. Now, if he had walked into, if you were in the actual showing the screening that got shot up and he like missed you like three times because you were just like ducking and weaving and you made your way out the exit then would that, I, I feel like that would more qualify as a close call. I would say that is a closer call, but it's still a close fucking call. I, I think he's more so saying, like, probabilities of other things happening around you, it doesn't necessarily make it a close call for you, like, unless you're in the actual situation. If you were in that theater and you just happened to not get shot, that's more of a close call. This was just like, lucky me. I mean, I don't know. I imagine people that were in Columbine that just happened to be... Like, in a classroom that didn't get shot up, they were like, yeah, you don't need therapy. It's really not a close call for you. You were in a whole other wing of the building. Now, I imagine everyone was terrified in that school. That That is a area close call, and I think he qualifies. I'm going to be a piece of shit right now. 
probably like 70% of the people that were at that school used that incident to go to therapy to pass their classes. And I'm referring to the movie Dead Man on Campus. I've never heard of that movie. It doesn't sound like a good movie. So basically, there's this uh, kid. He's working his ass off. He's not like everyone else. Kind of has to work through shit. Starts to party. Ends up nearly failing all of his classes. But there is a, a like a rule or like a law for the for the school itself saying that if you suffer from any suicidal thoughts or your roommate suffers from suicidal thoughts or a friend like has any like big things like nearly dying or whatever, you can say that it affected you too, and then they would comp you all of your classes no the rule was if your roommate straight up died and i don't think kids in columbine were on their day off watching dead men on campus and they're like oh my god brilliant oh shit i'm about to get all haze baby yes fair but also if you remember the movie it was the attempt to kill yourself because remember the dude with the pills that they were trying to give him all the pills so it was that attempted suicide and then in the end he ended up fake attempting suicide himself and they pass all his classes as well as the other dude and i'm not saying that they were thinking about it in the moment or even soon after the fact but they wouldn't be very good college students if they didn't eventually think about that well it's a good thing they were high school students but yeah no i mean you take every edge you can get i would yeah you don't, what is it? You don't, don't hate the player, hate the game, you know? Anybody here have close calls of the third kind? No, none of us have close calls with aliens. So if you haven't found yourself waking up seven in the morning, naked in a cornfield, not knowing what happened, is that a close call or did it happen? I think that really depends on how your ass feels. But are we just going to assume that's aliens? I mean, come on. Obviously, Slender Man. Slender Man is in the forest, not a cornfield. Are you fucking saying there's no cornfields right next to forests? Because there is. I've never seen one. I have. I used to live near a cornfield. It's a fucking lie. You live next to all the cornfields. I don't think agriculturally that is correct. I've never seen a cornfield, but every movie that I've seen that has cornfields in them don't have any forests anywhere near them. For uh, argument's sake, is everyone okay if we just say it was Jeepers Creepers, not Slender Man? Just get this over with. That would be referring to Jeepers Creepers 2, which is a much inferior film to the first one which also more or less took place in a forest again. And also, you're assuming that Slender Man can leave the forest, which I don't think he can because I haven't seen a video game where he does. When I was in Michigan visiting my grandparents, we almost got caught by a farmer for stealing his corn. He was on his combine and he looked out and we were trying to cut off some corn husk of the tall husk and, and he looked out at us and I got scared because he was mad screaming inside his combine. I guess we did get caught. But it was a close call for me because I was eight years old. Thank you for that, baby bird. For your thing, I'm not saying Slender Man could leave. You could have been running away and just happened to pass out in the cornfield next to the woods. That's neither here nor there because Slender Man's dead now. What? Slender Man is no longer alive. What are you talking about? I see like eight or nine of them every year, you know? Is that only one day of the year that you see them? Yeah, weirdly enough, it's like the same day every year, but there's at least eight or nine of them running around. Is it around October, maybe November-ish time when you see them? Yeah, how did you know? That's Thanksgiving, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I have one. I don't know if it exactly counts as a close call, but my brother and I had been up all night doing Los Drogos, and we went and picked up my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, and there was a bunch of cops out, and we had no idea why there was cops out, and I had like a brand new Chile, and I had a bunch of products with me. It was in my hidden spots in my car. And we're driving. 
this is how long ago it was because we pulled into a parking lot of a strip mall that's like L-shaped. We let my girlfriend go in and she got her mom a Mother's Day present, which should have clued us in why there were so many cops and why there was a lot of traffic. And then as we get out, we're driving to get out and there's a blockbuster right next to us and a cop car is like pulling in. We're like, all right, that's cool. And then it goes whoop, whoop, and it pulls right in front of me in the right lane. And my brother and I just froze like... And then the cop gets out and he runs inside. So I slowly drive around his vehicle. And when I get to the left side, another cop car whoop, whoop, right in front of me stops. And he runs inside. And I slowly go around that vehicle. And then like a fucking idiot, I peeled out of the parking lot. We get all the way fucking back to the girlfriend's fucking place. And we're 100% they know. They're on to us. They're fucking with us at this point because people on drugs, not the most sane people or thought out people. So I hand my drugs and my um, chalet to my brother and I go, throw it in the fucking sewers. And he throws it in the sewers. And like, as soon as I realize it's Mother's Day, that's what's happening. I just hear, and I was like, no. And then I blame my brother for listening to me that why all my drugs were gone. So I don't know if you call that a close call or just me being paranoid and freaking the fuck out. I'd say it was a close call. It was either you or that blockbuster that was going to get pushed in that night. Somebody was robbing that blockbuster, apparently. So that was my question, why two cops would pull in the blockbuster and run in, and you're just like, oh, gotta go. (laughs) Yeah. No, just scared. The drugs I had on me were lots of felonies, let's say. What does Mother's Day have to do with it? This was Georgia, so Mother's Day was on Sunday, so there's a lot of traffic, so the cops go out and they direct it because Bible Belt. Here I thought that the drugs were for your mother for Mother's Day, and that's why you were upset that you threw it down. My mother's drugs! (laughs) Gloria Mantooth is a saint, sir. (laughs) Anybody else have any close calls? I'll give two. The the first one's a little short one. When I was in middle school, I was running... To the uh, teen center, you know, popping over there back in middle school. All the cool kids hang out, running, and then this kid comes right around the corner riding his bike, and I'm sprinting. This little kid, we're like face to face. As soon as I see him, and then I just pull this sick 360 move and dodge it. But oh my god, if I had impacted with his fucking head, one of us would have died. That was one close call. The other one was when I was in high school, and someone may or may not have been drinking and driving in good old Modesto, California. ID10 Tango's Endangered Dude does not endorse drinking and driving kids or adults. Agreed. But so basically, McHenry Boulevard is like that street that everyone drives on and kind of cruises, kind of like some 70s, 80s type shit. So we all went drinking, went, drove down, and then a cop decides to turn his lights on right behind us. So we are like freaking out. We don't know what to do. Apparently, also, one of my other friends had marijuana on him. So... We pull out of that street and go into the neighborhood, and my dumb, sober high school self said, speed the fuck up. So we were weaving through the neighborhoods, and this cop car was literally chasing us. So as soon as we made turns and like the time it took for me to see the lights, we made a turn, and I said, pull into that fucking house and turn off your fucking car and the light. We put our seats down, and sure enough, it worked. The cop drove right past us. And then we got out of the car and we started walking in the neighborhood to make sure that we wouldn't get caught in the car. I'd say that's a pretty close call. I would definitely say that's a close call. And my friends and I have done that quite often. Uh, A really close call for me because it was one thing after another with this one. It wasn't a close call for my friend. It was only a close call for me. What happened was uh, my friend Braindead and his girlfriend We'll call her Schmether. So Braindead and Schmether have me over the night before because I was always at their house 
hanging out, partying. And uh, I stayed the night there, slept in the living room. I get up and I was getting my KFC uniform on and I was about to go pick up my brother, uh, Hazy, who's on the other podcast, and I was going to drop him off at school. I was about to leave, and then I was like, I should probably go pee first. So I went to go pee, and I got my sweatshirt on, and I got some weed and some other stuff in my pockets, and then I just hear, boom, and then just, blah, 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 just people yelling, and I thought, originally, it was the crackheads that we were hanging out with last night, come back, probably trying to rob us, but I was like, just in case, I flush my stuff, and as soon as the door gets kicked open, there's like three cops in this little fucking hallway there. They're just like, what did you flush? What did you flush? And I'm like, pee, it says pee. And they throw me on the ground. Don't let me pull my pants up. Drag my little wiener all over the bathroom to lift me up. Pull my pants up for me. Drag me out, handcuffed with my hands behind me. Drag me out to the kitchen where Schmether is also handcuffed and sitting at a chair. And she just has a bloody nose because she was about to open the front door, which was not locked. And they kicked it in on her fucking face. So she is just crying. She's like, we're going to go to jail. And I went, we're not going to jail. And then they started bringing drugs out of my friend's bedroom. And I went, we're probably going to jail. <laughs> Luckily, Brain Dead, while he made a lot of bad decisions, sometimes his friendship shined through because they were like, this kid buying from you? He goes, no, he's just a friend. And they're like, what's he doing here? Friends stay at each other's houses. So they're like, all right, well, we're going to search your car before we let you go. And I was like, oh, right. Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck. So I had a bunch of stolen head units in the trunk of my car, but they were all covered up by a bunch of stolen skateboards. All the drugs I had were flushed. They don't find anything in the car, and they pop the trunk. And there's a bunch of skateboards, and there was just one little head unit. You guys know what head units are, right? For those of you that don't know what a head unit is, it's what you used to put your CDs into and play in your car. But one of them was right there, and I was like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, he's going to see it. And the cop is like, you like the skateboard? And I was like, no. And then he shut my trunk and he was like, you're good to go. And I was like, cool. And once again, I peeled out of the fucking driveway because I drive fast when I'm scared, I guess. And so that was my close call. Later on, Braindead called me and he was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, you're supposed to be in jail. How are you calling me? He's like, I need you to get me some people sell drugs to so I can listen my sentence. And I went, okay. And then I didn't ask anybody if they needed drugs because homie ain't no snitch. But he actually didn't serve that much time because he gave up some people higher up. I think that was a very close call. Tell me the theory about the close calls because none of us really talked about like close calls with death in this one. Have any of you had like close calls with death or ones that like you knew about besides the shooting twice? There was two shootings. There was that one. What was the other shooting? Oh, can't talk about that one. It's classified. What's with you and bullets? I'm just an attractive person for bullets. <laughs> Like Orbit? No. Fuck you. <laughs> Grumpy Gorilla, what is your theory around close calls? So I always used to think, like, damn, like, straight up, like, I could have died. But then another part of me would always think, man, what if I actually did die? And I'm just whoever, whatever higher power is up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would always think, like, oh, man, I could have died. Or, like, what if I did die and my life is actually just reset right now because they need me for something all those incidents, like if they actually had happened, I'd be blind, armless, one leg, and uh, probably couldn't talk. So a lot of situations, if it actually happened, I wouldn't be my complete self right now. So I have a very similar theory because I've had close calls and I, I've thought about it like that. But what if you did actually die and your consciousness just moves to the next parallel universe where you didn't die? And that's why we have Mandela effects. That's why, you know, just a little... Like, you know, you feel your heart beat a little too fast at night, and you wake up the next morning, you're like, ah, it's fine. You died that night, and you're just another parallel universe. 
What what nights are you having your heartbeat just randomly? Because you need to go to a doctor about those. You know, just the nights I like, I drink the gravy or, you know, eat way too much chicken or, yeah, never mind. So we're probably going to have to uh, talk about that privately with our friend over here so that he continues to be our friend and doesn't transfer his consciousness over to a parallel universe. So that one crosses the line with like, there's all sorts of theories. About, so really, in a different parallel universe, if you believe such things, you did die in that explosion versus that you're living in the one where you didn't die, which is something that's fun to think about. There's also a, there's a similar theory about like 2012, that the world actually did come to an end and we're all living in like some weird alternate reality now. I read about that one. That's where the Mandela effect come from. Because we actually did live in that universe where we remember all these things correctly. But because we swapped over to a different universe, now everything's changed and we're all really confused about it because this isn't our reality. So on parallel universes, basically it's just different lives. I thought deeper into it and I was like, oh, like the whole superstition thing is like cats have nine lives. Like we're given an X amount of lives and they're all in parallel. Those lines are in parallel. And we're, it's exactly the same life. Except every time something happens, one of those comes off. And then you're just left with one line. And it's just like, the one. There's a Jet Li movie about this. The one. I actually thought about that as well. I didn't come from the Jet Li movie. It came from this really good show that they turned really shitty called Sliders from back in the day. Where they would hop from universe to universe and something was slightly different. I thought that would be cool. When you get that cold shiver or like you like almost get hit by a bus and you're like, oh, fucking other me didn't quite make it, you stupid bitch. So like you're just constantly like, I'm outliving all of them until you die. And then there's some other one like, I'm outliving this fucker. So uh, I, I've thought about it and I, I think it's a horrifying idea of like your consciousness doesn't die and it just, you know, infinite parallel universes. Like eventually it'll reach an age where you're just going to keep living and you're 120 in a bed and don't die and keep pushing and pushing. Well, actually, given the rate of medical technology right now, everyone in this room is going to probably live to be in the hundreds of years old. But that's neither here nor there. I will probably not. One, because I've seen 80-year-olds and no thank you. Two, like you don't want one or you don't want to be one? I do not want to be one. Like Tom Segura says, have you seen an 80-year-old? My dad has a friend who's 80 and he looks like a goblin and he knows it. He's like, I'm coming around the corner. Don't look at me. Just to be clear, it's not like you're going to be stuck in a paralytic state and you're going to be hundreds of years old. You're going to be like, we're going to stretch the aging process out over hundreds of years instead of just you have a heart attack when you're probably 40, our friend Alpaca here, um, and then you just suddenly die. No, instead it's going to be 100 will be the new 30 or something like that. I think if it, something like that will eventually happen. I think we are way off from that. I also hope we don't get a ghost alpaca. Adequate alpaca is just fine. <laughs> We're a lot closer than you'd think, but maybe for another time. You white people will never find the secrets to living a long Asian life. <laughs> know that now. Why not? Because you keep stealing rocks from fucking islands like you should not be fucking doing, you cracker. Also, I appreciate that Grumpy Gorilla just outed us all as white people. You know, that was my personal information. And nope, they didn't need to know that. I'm going to let you know now. They know you're white by the sound of your voice. Hey, what's that noise? It's the zookeeper. He's coming to kill us. What? No, that's not what he's doing. What the fuck is happening? Don't believe his lies. Jesus. We'll see you next time. (laughs) At the Danger Zoo. (laughs) 